Welcome everybody to the Stone Down Sports Podcast. My name is Matt. Really happy to be here with you on this Thursday evening. We are going to dive into week 16, week two of the playoffs. Hopefully you are there. And if you listen to our advice, uh, well, who knows? Maybe you made it. Maybe you didn't. Uh, <laughs> in, in the one league that I'm in, I'm advancing and, and that's really all that I care about. Before we jump into all of that, I do want to say a big thank you to everybody that comes and hangs out with us every week, all of our subscribers, those of you that hang out in the chat. You guys make it a lot of fun and, and make this really worth doing. As always, I'm joined by the Rock and Sock Connection, Kyle and Ramey. Ramey, how the hell are you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good, Matt. Doing well. We got. I don't have fantasy football to, to pay attention to this weekend, unfortunately. I lost my quarterfinal matchup by four last week but still got a lot of football to watch got a good game tonight um some games on saturday sunday and monday with the christmas holiday so a lot of football all weekend is going to be fun a lot of playoff implications that i'm sure we'll get into kyle how are you doing super great yep also looking to forward to tonight's game i think it'll be a good one definitely uh um uh, we'll see who can affect the playoff picture in the nfc for these teams tonight yeah. i think it'll be a good one an elimination game yeah yeah what are both sure. teams both teams seven and seven yeah it would help it would help if yeah I they are standing crown and seven they are they're both seven and seven it just seems like the rams are a better team though i know we're not really going to talk about this game but sean mcveigh's done a really nice job as coach um this year we talked about it a few weeks ago i know the year he won the Super Bowl, obviously, was a really good year, but he's, it's, he seems to have done a lot more as far as developing talent, like guys like Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, and that defense and offensive line was pretty banged up. And outside of Aaron Donald, um, they don't have a ton of dudes on that defense, but uh, Raheem Morris has gone in there and done a really nice job as defensive coordinator, too. So really nice job by uh, Sean McVay coaching this year. Yeah, if you remember, we talked about how young this team was, especially on defense, and we, we assumed that they were going to struggle. And you're right, credit to Raheem Morris. Um, it's looking at like a no-name defense, rookie no-name defense back there. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. know anybody's name uh, other than Aaron Donald uh, on that defense off the top of my head. Yeah. That's sad. But yeah, it is what it is. And I know we were even kind of surprised by their three and three start. It's like they've had a tale of three seasons. They're three and three, and then they lost three in a row and won three in a row. I will. I mean, I'll always root for Matthew Stafford. He had some good years in Detroit, but you know, he oh, ends yeah. up coming to Detroit for the playoffs. His ass going to go home a loser. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. Um, Spe speaking of Detroit, they're playing the Vikings this week. Key divisional matchup. They are. Uh, out of order, you bastard. I didn't know what the order was. Uh, I said it. It's always right keep, there in the banner. Does that, does that count as a swear? I don't know. Probably. What I, what, what I say? Well, well don't repeat it. Yeah. I don't remember. Go for it. Okay. I got to scroll to Lions. <laughs> You'll live. <laughs> You've got Kyle all messed up. It's 40 go pages and notes. It was a natural right, you've transition. Wasted, you've wasted enough time. Let's go. <laughs> Don't test me today. Jared Goff's coming off an amazing game. He's going up against a Viking defense that just got lit up by Jake Browning. Um, I think Goff is a, a low-end QB one this week. The Vikings do blitz a lot. Goff has thrown <laughs> five of his interceptions against the blitz, so that's going to be 
really a, a big factor in, in how not only golf, but the offensive line kind of handle that. Monty and Gibbs, they've got kind of a tough matchup themselves. Uh, Vikings allow the fewest points to or to fewest points to running backs, but they do allow the fifth most receptions. So I think if anything, this is going to be a Gibbs game. That's where he's going to be able to uh, really do his damage. I think Gibbs is a low end running back one. Monty's a, a mid to low running back two this week. He's going to be touchdown dependent. Hopefully, he finds the end zone. Yeah, let's go back. Let's just talk about some quarterbacks. Then we can go to running backs, then wide receivers or, or something, because I feel like you just talk and then you list all the players from the Lions and then we all got to circle back and I forget what you say. Oh, so the same thing you do. I mean, yeah, I can, that's correct. You can just talk for me if you'd like. Oh, it's going to be one of it's one of going to be one of those nights. Mom and dad yep. are going to fight gonna, all night. It's going to be one of those days. <laughs> you put it you put it very kindly when you said the the Vikings like to blitz a lot. <laughs> 40 right. 45% of the time of dropbacks, yeah. it's a lot. It's that is a lot. Oh. Yeah, Kyle, what would you like to talk about? Quarterbacks? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Nick Mullins. Yeah. No. Second second consecutive start. Yeah. Let's just talk about the Vikings. Why would we want to talk about the Lions? Yeah. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Where's Dubo at? Where's he at? We need him. Yeah. Um. I mean, You're Nick kidding. Mullins could have a decent game. The Detroit has a lot of QB one score six of their past eight games. I don't know. They're they're they were aggressive with him. They threw a lot last night or last week. They did throw a lot and they ran a lot too with the. My guy, Ty Chandler, um, he had 23 carries for 132 yards. Yeah. Oh, geez. Spoiler alert. It's on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody looks at that, though, so (laughs) nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, no, I'll shut up. No, you're you're good. Um, He did have a really good game last week, but I don't think that's going to continue. So I can basically do my deuce analysis right and analysis right now that Lions uh, run defense is especially tough. And with the secondary being what it is, CJGJ is back, um, but they still give up a shit ton through the air. Um, I think that that's what the Vikings are going to focus on. Um, so I don't, I don't look for Ty Chandler to have as good of a game. I look for Addison and Jefferson to have a pretty big game, but um, I hope that the lions kind of stick with the game plan. Goff was efficient. Goff was under control. He took care of the ball. Um, they ran it, not particularly uh, they ran it a lot, but they didn't ran it so very well because um, I think Goff was just passing so well last week. But um, I look for them to continue that. And it, all they need is one, man. All they need is one win to, to lock up that playoff spot. Magic number. Um, you mentioned Gibbs. Monty, they're still playing kind of the same amount of snaps. Last week was 34 Monty, 32 Gibbs. Um, man. Vikings are very good at explosive runs, stopping those. They're third in the league at that. Um, but Detroit's rushing yardage just this year, like 46% of it has come via explosive runs, six in the league. They're going to slow down that blitz by running the shit out of the ball. They have to. Strength, strength versus strength. Yep. I think they have to. This, this, I think this matchup favors Gibbs. Vikings have been stout against the run, but still uh, allowing over nine points, receiving points per game to backs, 20th in the league. 
We'll see if I'm right or wrong. Matt? No, he's not going to talk. May I talk about ARSB? I heard his fee-fees. Yeah, go ahead. You, you, I love you. Go ahead. So I really like ARSB's matchup. He plays a, a ton of time in the slot. Vikings play zone about 70% of the time because of all the damn blitzing. And anytime he's matched up against Josh Metellus, that is absolutely a win for him. Um, the hell is his name? Holy shit. Sam Laporta. Uh, this, this could be like a, uh, a, a dueling tight ends game almost. I mean, I don't trust Detroit's pass defense to stop anybody. Um, but at the same time, like Sam Laporta has proven over the course of the season, not only just last week, but you know, he's a badass in his own right. We got Dubo in the house. Yeah, What's going so, on, brother? It's a, yo, dudes. You join at perfect on? time. We're trashing your team. Yeah, it's a T, it's a TJ Hawkinson revenge game. It is. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, I'm Laporta's been great. Um, so, yeah, but it's going to have a nice Iowa tight end battle, and I think Laporta's going to win that. We'll see. Um, Minnesota plays a lot of cover three. You mentioned ARSB earlier. Smashes coverage, cover three. Um, 2.74 yards per route run. Gets a target almost 27% of the time on cover three. He gets a target almost 27% of the time, all the time. But <laughs> he, he, you know, he's a chain he's mover. Like, he gets the ball. He's like, he's like Sex Panther. And yes, yes. <laughs> 60% of the 20. time, it works every time. <laughs> um, you met, we talked about the Blitz. Uh, St. Brown is sixth in the NFL in yards against the Blitz at almost 400. And when golf's been blitzed, St. Brown gets 29% of the team targets. I expect a good heavy uh, ARSB game. But the Vikings defense, watching them last week, they're pretty good. I worry. Yeah. Are you guys? So I'm not going to speak it into, well, I might, who knows? We'll see if the Vikings win this game. What do you fuck? guys, do you guys get nervous? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I um, want to win it now. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're going to Minnesota, then you're going to go to Dallas and, and Dallas has looked vulnerable the, the past few weeks. And, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but still, those are, those are games on the road and a hostile environment. We've talked about golf's home road splits. A lot of that is tied to playing outdoors. He's he's not a great outdoors, bad weather quarterback. That's just not his game. That said, I think Detroit is going to go in there and win that. They're going to wrap up the division this week there, Dubo. Um, and really, it's all about you know making sure you get to the playoffs healthy. For sure. It is. Yeah. Um, Minnesota's receivers, Addison, Jefferson. I think Addison with the matchups, you know, definitely a flex option this week. I don't want to go sure. chasing last week's numbers, but against that secondary, yeah. even though they're better with with some different folks in the backfield there in Detroit, um, I still think they're vulnerable. They are, um, and, and we talked a little bit about Addison earlier this week too, like. He's going to be a, a damn good receiver. JJ is going to see a lot of Sutton. It's not like Sutton is, is some kind of shutdown corner, but but he's an above average guy, right? Um, 
I think he'll hold his own. JJ is going to get his, and that's going to leave, um, you know, some attention to be paid elsewhere. We talked about Hawkinson earlier and, and Jordan Addison. Um, you know, you, you guys were correct. We're not going to go chasing last week's numbers, but at the same time, I'm confident starting him as a, a low to mid wide receiver too this week with some upside there just because of the challenges that Detroit has faced in their secondary all season long. Yeah, and he really, Addison really seems to have benefited from JJ's return. Um, at least last week, it's a one-game sample size, so easy for me to say. And um, you're absolutely right; those numbers make it really enticing to to start him and and rely on something close to those numbers again. But I think if he doesn't approach those, if he ends up with getting even 65 or 70 yards and a touchdown, I think you'd be happy to have him in your lineup. So, um, but I wouldn't look for the the crazy amount. Of, what do you have? Like one. 130 and two touchdowns or something like that. I don't yeah. have it right offhand. It was, but, but I think Jefferson's going to eat too. He seems, it seems like that Minnesota passing home. I mean, easy. It's a low bar, but they looked a lot better with uh, Mullins than they did with uh, the pastor. Not so I know you love that <sighs> nickname. <laughs> That's so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I saw he got a, uh, last week, even he was third string quarterback, I think. Yep. They really don't want his ass anywhere near the field. Yeah. But I mean, when you're Josh Dobbs, you can't have a four interception game. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. I think he leads, he leads the league in turnovers. I think he's tied with uh, Jalen Hurts and a couple Uh, other guys. Josh Allen and Sam Howell are up there. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at our wide receiver rankings this week and and I decided to be a a petty Betty and I made sure to put ARSB one spot above JJ. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I love it. All right. Let's um, switch gears here. And I got to move my notes all around. We're going to the Ravens game, by the way. What? (laughs) Yeah. Switching. Okay. All right, Ravens headed to San Francisco. Matchup of the best league records, both 11 and 3. Um, a stat I pulled out over the last 12 weeks, 49ers are first in the NFL in point differential at 161. Ravens are second at 140. This is going to be uh, <laughs> either a shitload of scoring or uh, no scoring or 14 to 11, you know, with a Justin Tucker field goal or some shit. Um Brock Purdy, Jesus, dude. Guy's been on fire lately. Uh, three or more touchdowns in four of his past six games uh, after only doing that once the first eight games of the season. Um, he's been efficient back end QB1 for fantasy um, this season. Um, he's also had a pretty amazing schedule since the bye. Um, Monday will be his first you know, real legit test since the front half of the season. I'm curious to see how he's going to do. Um, the Ravens have only allowed just two QB scoring, QB one scoring weeks this season. You can't discount Purdy, but I mean, Stafford just tore, tore up them, what, threw three touchdowns against the Ravens. So who knows what'll happen? Yeah. I mean, you, you said it. Purdy's been on fire. He's the QB two yeah. since week 11. He's essentially averaging 303 in that span, which That's is, stupid. I mean, you're, you're thrilled with that. He's um, a midish. QB one, I we've got him here at seven, and I think that's about right. Baltimore does have a a damn good defense, and, and this is going to be a big test for both teams. If they're if they're Purdy hasn't really had to play from behind. Um, most of his interceptions have came this season when behind. 
um, that's what I'm worried about. They need to come out strong, and um, that's the game he can play. And then they got all those play. They got the rest of the damn team playmakers. You just ride CMC all all game. Yeah, I was a little surprised that the line was set at five, but I know it's in San Francisco, so that influences a little it a little bit. Um, it sucks that I think this would be a lot closer game if Keaton Mitchell hadn't got hurt last week. He seems to have really been coming into his own, especially considering that the, the of course the the I put the curse on him. Um, saying that James Conner was going to be a deuce last week. The the Niners gave up 234 yards on the ground against the Cardinals last week. So um, they need to tighten that up if, because Baltimore is going to look to run. I know we talked on um, on Tuesday that they called uh, – uh, what's that? Melvin Gordon. Yep, thank you. What's that um, dickhead's name? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it but to, help, to help Gus out. But um, So look for the Ravens to try to, to kind of limit that san francisco offense by running the ball as much as they can and, and kind of doing what um arizona did last week so uh, a couple other things uh this is just a little fun fact uh this is the latest in the season uh that teams with sole possession of the best record in each conference have played um 2005 the seahawks beat the colts in week 16 so oh kidding yeah i didn't know that so yeah we were talking and, uh, about the Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. go ahead. No, I, I thought you had a. I, I'm shutting up. I didn't know you had a second thing. Oh, I was just going to talk <laughs> about the Ravens' defense and how good okay. how good they've been. Um, they lead the league with 50 sacks. Um, they're only 10 shy of the the franchise record set in 2006. Um, they've had a sack in 35 consecutive games, the longest active streak in the NFL. Uh, Kyle Hamilton is playing amazing. Um, that defense, I, it kind of took a dip over the last couple of years, but it is back. It is, it is ferocious. It's a big reason why they're so successful, especially with the way that Lamar plays and, and their focus on the run game. But, um, that defense is legit. It is. Um, you talk about Kyle Hamilton. He's been outstanding this year. I do think, uh, Debo is a bad matchup for him though, when he yeah. lines up in the slot, Kyle Hamilton is a is a big corner and and Debo and I want to call his ass Dubo because I see it up here on the screen. Um, he's just so damn quick and and shifty that I, I think he could give Kyle Hamilton fits. And kind of pivoting to the the run defense over the last month, the Ravens are averaging allowing less than 100 total yards to running backs, rushing and receiving, and they've only allowed four rushing touchdowns all season which is just Jesus. insane. Yeah. If there's ever a week for CMC to have a down week, it's this week. And coincidentally, I need that to happen because the team I'm playing in the playoffs has CMC. <laughs> so the stars are aligning for me to defend my championship successfully. Yeah. You, we mentioned Keaton Mitchell's out. Um, probably going to go back to Gus Edwards. I, I'm thinking. When it was just him and Hill earlier in the season, he handled yeah. 57% of the snaps or the touches, I should say, um, playing alongside Hill. I think, you know, Hill's a very low ceiling flex play this this year. He, you know, with Gus, you have that that touchdown dependent, um, you know, RB2 this week. Yeah. I've got what a couple got? questions in there. Sure do. Uh, to do, to do, search and kill. Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you stopping in. Do you trust Alave today or Addison? Yeah, it's funny. 
I just had the same kind of talk with the, the uh, through a text earlier this 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 uh, today. My brother has a team, and he called to help talk about it, and he had the same predicament: Olave or Addison. And and you know, against that Detroit secondary, you kind of look at Addison, but then I think tonight's game is going to be high scoring, and Olave's back, and Michael yeah, Thomas Derek's out. And what do you guys think, Derek Carr? I, so I know we talked about this, and you almost had me convinced to go with Alave, but I'm going to stick with Addison. I think he's going to benefit again from having Jefferson and Mullins in there at quarterback. Alave coming off that ankle injury, I know he's playing, but is he 100%? Um, will it impact his ability to, to get loose? And Derek Carr, if, if Jameis were in there, we've talked about this before, if Jameis were playing, I think I'd lean more towards Alave, but because it's Carr and um, – it's a short week, um, not for, it's a short week for both teams, but I think it being a short week, I'm going to stick with Addison against that Detroit secondary. You know, I'm, I'm going to say Olave, um, and, and sorry, search and kill. We're, we're giving you a split decision here. Look, this is the time of year when targets matter. And I see Chris Olave getting more opportunities than what Jordan Addison is going to get. And that's, what's going to lean me that way. Yeah. I'm going to agree with that as well. He's going to get more volume uh, with those targets. Um, but I, I don't hate Addison either this week. <laughs> Still, yeah. I, I don't. But um, I'd definitely go. I'd go Olave. Great yeah. question. They're, they're both decent wide receiver two options. There. Yeah, I've like, I just, everybody, a, a few other people are having that same situation, search and kill, and it's tough, but I like Olave as well. Great question, man. If you haven't, give us a like and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Dubo, you like Ayuk in this game? He's he's one of really the toughest wideouts to rank because there's such a gap between his talent and his opportunity. And Baltimore is probably one of the best, no, one of the most diverse defensive units in the league under uh, Mike McDonald. It's tough. They they've only allowed what just five wide receiver one scoring weeks on the season. Matt might have mentioned that earlier, but they did just give up what top 24 weeks to three wide receivers two weeks ago. So I'm going to say this and in full transparency, we've got Debo at nine and we've got Ayuk at 11 in our rankings. I have a feeling this is going to be more of a Debo game because Brandon Ayuk is one of the best blocking receivers in the league and given how well the Ravens rush defense has been this season and particularly over the last month I think he's going to be used more in a blocking role than he has in weeks past it's it's I agree with Samuel his his targets 39% of them come behind the line of scrimmage which makes him so unique um and what he can do um you know, you got Patrick Queen and Rokon Quan Smith who can move side to side. So um, it's it, it's definitely a great matchup. I can't believe the Bears let him go. Oh, well. I, I mean, their defense is already really good. And if they still had him, I don't think they'd be that much better of a team. Yep. You know, I'd, I'd rather have yeah. the draft capital. They, I mean, yeah. they come down to they didn't want to pay him. Yeah. Yeah. But then they turn around and paid Montez Sweat. So. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, um, 
and he's done a nice job for him but that's beside the point that's not what we're talking about right now and but yeah the thing about dubo too is 31 percent of his fantasy points come from touchdowns so dubo's fantasy get... points or Debo? yes yeah Debo. yeah see you, we all keep fucking it up debo's uh directly from touchdown trails only Corton sutton among wide receivers so you need him to get the end zone for sure um odell Garbage. He's questionable anyway. Is this a I like Isaiah Likely. This yeah. one for sure. He's a he's um, a weekly tight end the, one from here on out. I think. Yeah, he was tight end three the past couple of weeks. Uh, the Niners are vulnerable to the tight end, um, and, and over the past couple of weeks, he's averaging thirty-eight routes run and seven targets. He's hauling in a twenty-five percent target share, and for a dude who was the backup tight end. You're not really seeing, at least over the past few weeks, a, a drop off in, in what you were getting from Mandrews. And he's finding the end zone. Granted, one of them yeah. was on a broken play, but they all count. They all count. Yeah, he's he's run around on almost 88% of dropbacks since Andrews went down. The fucker's out there. Um, and that's what you need. It is a tougher assignment against San Francisco. Um, they only allow a league low 6.1 yards per target to tight ends. But whew, the it's the past couple of weeks, though, that was an easily exploitable matchups. Um, so 49 is a lot tougher. Yeah. One thing to mention, I think whoever ends up winning this game, whether it's the, um, the 49ers or the Ravens, the quarterback that is on the winning team is going to come out as the MVP favorite. Uh, Purdy and Lamar are both are, are the two have the best odds to win MVP this year. Uh, Lamar's at plus 450. So there might be a little bit of value there, especially if he ends up winning, uh, if the Ravens end up winning this game. Dubo's in the chat. With all this wide receiver talk, he has options for his championships. He needs to sit one out of Alave, Rashi Rice, Brandon Ayuk, and Adams. Devontae. They play the that's Chiefs. my first thought, at, too. Yeah, at, at Arrowhead. Yeah, that's my first one as well. Chiefs defense is good. That's crazy to say. It is. It is. I mean, and it's crazy that we've said it several times this season. Too. Yeah. Um, that's my gut reaction. Part of me wants to say Ayuk. Just you because love, you love him. I do. And, and I've been high on him all season. I was high on him in the preseason. But going back to what Search and Kill was asking about and the reasoning we gave or I gave there was targets. Yep. And I could see Devontae Adams getting the most targets of, of that entire group. And I could easily see Ayuk getting the fewest. Yeah. Ayuk is uh, running 27 and a half routes per game. That's wide receiver 69. And he's averaging six and a <laughs> half targets per game. So you're kind of talking me into Ayuk right now. This week. Ayuk Rice is on the is, bench as of right now, he says. I, yeah. I think that's the right move. I think it is. Yeah, and, and uh, I think we tricked ourselves with the Adams thing and the Chiefs, but uh, I think Ayuk is the right move. See, that's why we talk it out, though. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good luck, Dubo, man. Not in the Vikings-Lions game. Not not good luck. In that <laughs> good luck in your Good luck, good luck against the Ravens per us. Right. Uh, let's see. Let's roll to a new game. Anything else? This is a big one. Both yeah, 
call about Cowboys. The Cowgirls travel to Miami uh, to take on the Dolphins. Uh, Miami's favored by one at home. Um, totals at 50. I think that's about right. Uh, it could go over, or Dallas could look like shit. The problem is this is the game that Miami could maybe quiet the crowd about. You know, they, they haven't won against teams with, with winning records. They got, what, three games currently against teams with winning records, 29th in the league. They're 0-3 in those games. They were all on the road, though. This one's at home, so yeah, they this get a is, chance yeah, to, to yeah, play a good team A lot team of their big home. games were on the road, so I agree. Uh-huh. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that this game, whoever comes out of this game losing, it's going to be the talk all next week. If the Cowboys lose, everybody loves to talk about the Cowboys either way, but if the Cowboys lose, they can't win on the road. They can only win at home. They can't beat good teams on the road. Dolphins, it's going to be the same thing. If they don't win, it's going to be, yeah, they can beat bad teams, but can they beat anybody in the playoffs? And I think it's going to be really fun to watch. I think it's going to go over the 50. I think it's going to go over. Um, The Dolphins' defense isn't as good as the Bills' uh, defense, especially how they're playing right now. Um, Waddle uh, is coming off his best game of the season. I know Tyree Kill's back, um, but or at least he practiced today. uh, Waddle caught eight passes for 142 yards and had a 60-yard touchdown catch. So um, they really beat up on the Jets last week when I thought it was going to be a lot closer based on my lock of the week. So, um, But Waddle's averaging thir- almost 14 yards per reception, and he has at least 50 yards in his last three ga- or last five games. I'm sorry. So um, even when Tyreek was in there, Waddle wasn't suffering as far as production. It was, and and Mike McDaniel did a very good job combating that deficiency with not having Tyreek Hill. Um, you can't pressure the fucking quarterback when he doesn't have the ball. They got the ball out 2.14 seconds, fastest uh, on Sunday uh, out of all the teams. It makes sense to kind of do that strategy again this week against the Cowboys. They're getting pressure on quarterbacks on a league high, 47% of dropbacks. Um, I would expect the ball to come out come out quickly and Miami's offensive line is fucking battered for their starting uh, offensive linemen are questionable as of this afternoon. That sounds like a bad thing. It's <laughs> not good. Hey, so. Cowboys, uh, you know, they're fourth best against the QB the past few weeks, giving up uh, 12 and a half points a game. Look, Tyreek is going to play. Or, or at least it's looking that way. He was a limited participant today. The Cowboys play the most man coverage in the NFL, uh, about 65%, give or take. Bland is not going to keep up with Tyreek. Old ass Gilmore is not going to keep up with him or with Jalen Waddle. Ramey, I agree. I, I think this game goes over. We've we've kind of talked about this a little bit the past few weeks as well. The Cowboys are vulnerable on the ground right now. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. James Cook tore them up. James yeah. Cook <laughs> tore them up. Um, they're 22nd against running backs the last two weeks. Fourth worst in yards per carry. 5.6 yards a carry. And that is essentially saying that every time somebody runs against the Cowboys, you're getting Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> Just yeah. think about that for a second and yeah. where they were earlier in the season when everybody feared that defense. Yeah. Now it's – and here's the thing. Their best run stuffer was Leighton Vander Esch, and he's done for the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't think McDaniel watched that Bills game and went, hmm, 
Okay, Jan, get ready. H. Dan Mostert. Yep, get get ready. Um, but again, that at that offensive line, I was looking at injuries today. I'm like, oh shit, that's could have a fucking impact. Um, it did we have last a key week. Comment. A couple of them. Yeah, I see that. I I saw it. From- um, <laughs> if we both win this week, Vic. It will be me and you, and that's my nickname, Ramy. You probably didn't know that. Um, both be me that's and you in the what finals. Matt told me your Re- nickname was. Uh, repeat of a couple of weeks ago. A couple, it's pookie. couple of weeks ago. A couple of years ago, maybe. <laughs> yep, I got to beat uh, Drew. Uh, Drew's dumpster fire. Uh, melting snowman. And yeah, Brandon and AJ. They're like close. It's very, their matchup's close. Mine, I'm a little bit underdog. But I'm going to win because Tyreek's back, baby. <laughs> Um, the unless offensive they, line did they, kind of affect most. Sorry, affect most no. last uh, week on Sunday. Um, he only averaged um, 0.47 yards before contact per carry. His season average is one and a half, which is just sick. <laughs> so it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Um, yeah. And Pollard, that's a good Miami run defense. Eighth yeah, in the league at, at yards per carry to running backs. They've only allowed 11 rushing points per game to backs, 12th in the league. Um, you definitely need Pollard to get in the end zone. Vic Fangio's quietly done a nice job down there in Miami getting that defense in shape. The beginning of the year, that was their clear weakness. Like they could score with anybody, but they could also give up a ton of points. But as the year's gone on, it's just gotten better, to, better and better. And it's kind of the opposite for the Cowboys. Well, I mean, getting Jalen Ramsey back definitely helps. He he's For been sure. huge, outstanding since he got back. And the Dolphins' past defense has kind of been an enigma over the past few weeks because they're giving up about 300 yards a game, but only one touchdown, and they've got like five picks. They've had an extremely soft slate of quarterbacks over that stretch, though. You know. But still, you would think if you're giving up 300 yards a game, you're you're going to be finding the end zone as well. Yeah. I mean, outside of that first half against Mahomes and the last few minutes against Levis, they've been pretty fucking solid over the last seven games, seven weeks. So. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. You... crazy oh. to see the season he had. I know I left Mostert on the bench a couple times. <laughs> We've been there. Yeah. I mean, something like 20 touchdowns this year, which is just insane. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. in 20. Him and 31-year-old running back. CMC CMC and him are tied at 20, I think. Is that a question or statement? Either way, I don't know. I can't remember offhand. This this is a really big opportunity for both teams, really, but especially Miami. Um, Miami wins. You've got Baltimore going to San Francisco, as we talked about earlier. Those two teams play each other next week. So um, Miami has an opportunity to be tied with Baltimore for the for the first seed in the AFC and get that first round by um, with with a game at Baltimore next week. I wonder if that'll get flexed to, to Sunday night. It's a one o'clock game currently, but um, big opportunity for Miami to quiet a lot of the doubters. That yeah, is. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um... Despite how well that Miami defense has played, though, it, it CD Lamb is, is still in elite play. Tony Pollard is is still an RB one. Um, you know, he's just he's a, a back end RB one. 
and I think and Ferguson, uh, Miami's not so great against tight ends. They're middling, but um, Ferguson's a fine play again this week at tight end. Yeah. Um, the, the he gets twenty six percent of the red zone targets in Dallas. That's fourth among tight ends on the season, and that's what you need, baby. Yeah, um, I know no, nobody really likes to talk about Mike McCarthy too much for whatever reason, but Kellen Moore was the golden boy as far as offensive coordinators, and they. They got rid of him, and Mike McCarthy has made that offense even more dynamic and really helped CD become a superstar that everybody thought he was going to be coming out of college. Um, and Dak, I mean, he's he's in line to possibly be an MVP. Last last week hurt him, no doubt, but um, get back on track this week. But credit to to Mike McCarthy for for getting that Cowboys offense to another level. Agreed. Um, I don't know how strong Brandon Cooks probably isn't a great play this week. He's kind of faded out. Only had, what, two of six for 10 yards uh, last week. He's got to get in the end zone. You know, that's his whole thing. He's finished fine when he scored, you know, 20, wide receiver 20 or better in weeks he's scored, and he's just horrible when he doesn't. So, yeah. all right. Did you see the well, quote? I, I like Mike McDaniel. And did you see same. the quote he, he had today? When they were mm-hmm. talking about playoff seating, um, he he was asked, or the, he was asked about uh, kind of they're the number two seed right now and the implications of this game. And he he said he told the reporters he he gave uh, the the entire the entire team clearance to tell the media with all due respect, f off, with all nice. due respect, nice. with all due respect. If, Having said that, that, that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no offense, but right. per my previous email, email, right? <laughs> uh, oh, let's see here. Where are we at? Colts headed to Atlanta. What's going to happen, Ramy? Colts are going to go down and win. Um, I see Tyler Heineke's back for the remainder of the season. I. Art Smith said Taylor going to be the start. Taylor. Yeah, my bad. I said Tyler. Um, yeah. Mm. Couple Minshew. backup quarterbacks. Um, yep. I mean, that's easy to say. You say that in about half the games that are being played this week. But yeah, Minshew played really well last week. Um, maybe I should have made him a deuce again. Um, <laughs> Colts have won five of six. They're in, they tied with the Texans and the Jags for first in the AFC South. They're eight and six right now. Um, Falcons have benched, as you mentioned, they benched Desmond Ritter, who just looked awful um, last week. And Taylor Heineke moves into the starting role. And this is kind of a last ditch effort for the Falcons at six and eight. They've got two teams ahead of them in the NFC South that are seven and seven. Um, If they're going to save their season and and Art Smith's job, um, they pretty much need to win out. This game, while important for the Colts, isn't crucial if they go down there and lose because it's a it's a intra-conference interconference game they're playing a team from the other conference so when it comes down to playoff tiebreakers and the fact that the colts play the texans the last week of the season um they still are have a pretty good chance i think it's a it's in the 80s as far as their chance to get into the playoffs if they lose this game so um would like to go down and see them win i'm concerned we were talking about before the, uh, we got on here. The line has moved in this game. Um, it it opened, I think, with Colts Colts minus two, and it was Colts or it was Falcons minus one um, as early as this afternoon. So um, it's moved a ton, um, and not sure why. There's not really any news out if if Minshew got hurt in practice or if there's an illness going through the team. But um, uh, I, it's kind of the same 
script is the game against the Steelers. Get to 20, and you're probably going to win because the Falcons can't score any points. I sent you guys a text last night. Art Smith has never scored 30 points as Falcons coach. So get into the 20s yeah. and play defense, and, and I think that that's the formula to win. Hard to score that when you give your you know superstar running back eight total fucking touches last week. It's just unfucking believable that he's back to this shit again. I, I don't, don't forget about it. your superstar you, tight end too. That you just right, you do need uh, Atlanta to score first if you're the Colts because they're six and zero oh when the other team has scored Hell first yeah. this season. Uh, third in the or that's highest in the league. Um, Mincho, dude, we mentioned him. He's QB2, been solid, averages 15.6 fantasy points a couple weeks ago. I would have taken that from a quarterback in a matchup I had when I, <laughs> shit. um, it's, that would have taken it, it's it. Tough. But yeah, Atlanta has one. not allowed a touchdown pass in four of their past six games. Um, yeah, they're playing better. Something I, I found interesting about Gardner Minshew. So he's the QB nine over the last three weeks. He's got six touchdowns and, and just one pick. However, the Falcons <clears throat> are top 10 uh, in yards per attempt and completion percentage. Yep. Gardner Minshew has 500 more yards passing on the road than he does at home this season. That's so weird. They haven't been very good at home. No. No, they have not. Um. Is Jonathan Taylor coming back this week? I think so. I was trying to, that's what I'm trying to do. I was trying to pull up the injury report. I know he was a full participant yesterday. He was a full participant without the red non-contact jersey. So he's, he's a full go. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was listening to a local radio show this afternoon and they were talking about how they're looking for a glove or a wrap or something that kind of helps him protect that thumb, but still allows him to, to grip the ball. Um, uh, from what everybody has said, it's not a, wasn't a pain tolerance issue. It's just physically being able to hold the ball. So I'm, I'm imagining they put him through the ringer in practice today, trying to smack the ball out of his hand and make sure that he could hold on to it. But that's a huge help for Indy because Zach Moss um, did not practice yesterday and he's questionable. Um, I wish I had an updated injury report, but um, he's <laughs> questionable for, for Sunday. I clicked on the wrong link. I think it'll be tough for any running back, any Colts running back. The Falcons have still not allowed a running back to score a rushing touchdown this season. If anybody can do it, JT's a good damn bet, though. Yep. I think uh, 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 Michael Pittman's questionable. I don't know if he'll come back and play on Sunday, but if he does, that's a huge help for the Colts. It is. Atlanta's been pretty tough on lead wideouts, fourth and points allowed per game to wide receiver one targets. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup. Drake London, I don't really love this. God, I'm so tired. I got to trust him again this week after he <laughs> went off a couple weeks ago. Um, he's better at yeah, home than on the road. Gun. He is, but Indy runs cover three a million fifty six percent of the time, and uh, London against cover three this season's only been targeted fifteen percent of the time. Uh, not good. I kind of like Downs. Josh Downs this week. Yeah. I just Going up against Mike thing. Hughes there in a the slot. I think he's more of like a, a DFS play or, I mean, Agreed. he's a desperation flex. Um, but considering what you, you've got for him over the last several weeks, I, I mean, he's he's not been playable at all. I no. think if there's ever a week for him to rebound, I think this is the week. 
especially if Pittman is out, they're really going to need him. I, I understand yeah. with JT coming back, he can help carry some of that load coming out of the backfield. But he's, yeah. I mean, he's a good receiver. He's not great. Josh Downs, like like I said, he, he's been down, and, and maybe it's time for him to, to pick back up a little bit. 47% of wide receiver receptions against Atlanta have come via the slot, fourth highest in the league. So they are tight. They are good against outside receivers, third in the league in, in uh, yards per target, but 23rd to the slot, 23rd in yards per target to slot receivers. So, yeah. Maybe he'll have a bounce back, bounce back game. The 44 and a half seems high. It does. I, I it'll agree. go over. All your games, like the last four games, that went over for you guys. Uh, four keep... straight games have gone over, and you have a league high ten games that have gone over the total this season. That's. I think awesome. I just keep trying to say that they're going to play like shit, and then they don't. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. Carter Minshew <laughs> sucks. He holds on to the ball too long. What do I know? Yeah. I think I think if Bijan gets fifteen touches this week, he's going to be an RB one. Um, the Colts are allowing. 127 yards per game. They've given up 20 rushing touchdowns this season, which is the second most. They give up the six most points per running backs per game over the last five weeks. Like, I, I don't, we can go on and on and on about Arthur Smith and, and his deficiencies as a play caller, but like you would think at some point it's just got to click. Like, this is where you can attack the Colts and you should have sustained success throughout the entire game. Yeah. That cover three with Pitts, that he might have a decent game if they could just get him the fucking ball. So I I finally was able to find what I was looking for. Um, Michael Pittman was a full participant in practice today. Oh. Was he really? Yeah. Hmm. That's fast. Yeah. That is fast. That is. What do we got? Zach Moss did not practice. Nice. Hey, uh, Stephen, how you doing? Welcome back. My two-week champ. God, I hate two-week championships. I don't <laughs> like them. Um, my two-week champion starts today. My QB, uh, Herbert, injured. Start Mayfield or Stafford. I have Cup and Kyron William, if that changes Woo. anything. I wish I would have started Baker Mayfield last fucking week. Um, uh, this seems like a Baker Mayfield letdown game, though. I think I'd go with Stafford. Especially if you can double him up with Cup. What's our rankings at here, man? I was trying to pull it up here. I'm going with Baker. I, yeah, I think yeah. this is I think this is a game. It's one of those sneaky shootout, decent offense, shitty defense games that always go over the total. The Jags have struggled against QBs or in, in the past they all have. season they long. Have. You're right. They're giving they up have. 22 points a game over the last five weeks. I, I don't get me wrong. I, I love Matthew Stafford. I think he's going to have a good game. I think Baker Mayfield has a chance at another blow-up game, not necessarily to the degree he had, uh, what was it, last week or, or whatever it was. Yeah. I would be confident in, in, in expecting at least 275 and two out of him, maybe more. It's interesting. I mean, he has done well QB one score in five of their six games. Baker has, but... Um, and the Jacksonville has been weak, but they've faced shit. Purdy, Stroud, Lamar, Jake Browning, Flacco. That's a decent passers in there that have all scored 20 or more fantasy points. Again, like, huh. 
Baker's just not in that echelon of quarterbacks. But so the only argument I'll make, I guess I made a different argument or another argument because I said I thought he was going to have a letdown. But um, Trevor Lawrence is questionable, and if he doesn't play for the Jaguars, it may not have the opportunity to be a shootout. I get that, but at the same time, through the air is how you beat Jacksonville. They are a very stout rush defense this year. There. You know, that that's where I'm going to attack, especially on the outside. Um, I, I think Mike Evans and um Chris Godwin both have fantastic matchups this week. Yeah, I'm 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 liking Baker Mayfield and, and really that whole Buccaneers offense. Yep. I'll second Baker Mayfield. I don't think Stafford's gonna have a bad game. It is the Saints, Steve, but they've struggled a bit lately with some injuries and stuff. But yeah, I'll lean towards Baker. In our rankings um, this week, which you can find on our website, stonedonsportspodcast.com, we got uh, Stafford at 10 and Baker at 11. So, very close. You know what? That sounds like a great way to transition into our last game. It does. I th- I was thinking the same thing. Go for it. Yeah. Jags Bucks. I was just looking up uh, Trevor Lawrence's uh, injury status. He did not practice today either with a concussion. And I think uh, the only quarterback to come back same week was Purdy. Is that right? I know we've talked about this before. There's only one quarterback this year that has come back the next right. week yes. after suffering a concussion. So That's Trevor Lawrence right. may be out. The Jags are kind of falling apart right now. ETN hasn't looked great for, for a while. Um, that offense something's going on with it. It's taken a clear step back this year from last year. Um, the Bucks are playing well, and they're also playing for their playoff lives. So um, it, it should be a fun game. The over-under at 41 after just what we talked about with, with Baker and potentially being able to light that up, I'd look for that maybe to go over. Um, but Tampa's favored for a reason with, with Lawrence out and just the Jags kind of struggling right now, maybe out falling out of first place with a loss this week. Excellent. Yeah, it's going to be CJB hard this week. (laughs) (laughs) I love that thing. Um, We talked about Baker already. You know what? Shad White. Yeah. Going to have a test this weekend against Matt Metchin. That stout Jacksonville defense. They only allow 3.85 yards per carry to running back, seven in the league. Um, but the Jaguars have been crushed by running backs through the air. 11.8 receiving points per game to running backs, 31st in the league. Um, definitely, he would get, White would be a fucking, yeah, wide receiver. No, running back one. I can't talk today. Um, definitely gets, <laughs> fuck, I can't even talk. He gets elevation in a full PPR format. Definitely volume-based RB1 this week, now that I could finally spit that out. Thanks for that. I, I do find it interesting, though, that he's only had two targets in three of his last four games, but he is averaging 12.78 yards per reception over his last four, and he's got 20 carries in his last three. So he's yeah. getting all the volume there. I think he's he, he did. I, I kind of think that he may not have had as many targets lately is because Baker's really developed a good rapport with. I mean, he's had Mike Evans all year, but last week, um, uh, Chris Godwin really blew up finally. So finally. Baker's throwing the ball downfield, um, and they're not really having to throw the ball out of the backfield. 
Yeah, I mean, it, Rashad White, I, I think he's a, a top five-ish play, somewhere in that five to, to eight range. Somebody you're you're happy to trot out there at TN, yeah. I, I don't feel the same about, though. Um, no. Does he become the Florida <laughs> Tommy Pollard? He's so Dude, touchdown it, dependent. I mean, that's my nickname for him. Yeah, he, he's not had 100 total yards or 20-plus touches in his last three weeks, and it, it comes down to the touchdowns. Now, in two of those games, he did score, and it's great when it happens. <laughs> but it, it, I don't know. There's just that offense feels strange, and, and you were talking about Trevor Lawrence. Like, he's the QB1 over the past five weeks. He's gone over 250 yards in, in five straight. Just – I don't know how to explain this, so it'll make sense to somebody else, but just it feels like it's ringing hollow. Like, yeah, you're yeah. you're putting up these numbers, but it, it's not translating to the result that you're looking for. I mean, shit, they've lost three in a row. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's great it's for like, fantasy. This is a fantasy yeah. podcast, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I totally I mean, it. At least he stays active because he's gets so many touch uh at the end, back to at the end, he gets so many damn touches. Uh, I'm not advocating to not start him this week definitely yeah no he's one of the people that got you here if you're in the playoffs for sure i'm really surprised this number's only two um Kristen kirk we all know is out but zay jones is out too so calvin ridley and evan egram are going to have to kind of carry the load they've got parker washington um that's, hmm. that's played a little bit but um ridley's only it, ridley's had nine games this year with fewer than 55 yards um he only had 39 yards last week against baltimore that it's when you said that Lawrence was a QB one over the last five weeks, like it, it doesn't seem right because that offense isn't particularly fun to watch. It doesn't seem explosive. You look at the, at the score after the game, like it's not like they're scoring a shit ton of points, but he's getting yards and he's getting fantasy points. It's just not translating. It's kind of, gosh, what did we, it was like the, the Ty Chandler thing. Um, it's kind of the inverse of it. Ty Chandler was good for the Vikings up until last week. He did well fantasy too, but he's good for the Vikings, but bad for fantasy. Lawrence is kind of the opposite. He's really good fantasy, but he's not helping his team win. Yeah. You know, you were talking about Calvin Ridley. Like I understand he's going to be their best receiver out there. And when it comes to physical tools, he he usually is every week. He has 25 targets over the past two games, and he's turned that into 93 yards. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. he's not good when he's the best receiver on the field. Like he no. spent years. I mean, no fault of his own. He had Julio Jones on the other side, so he benefited from that. And he had a couple really good years. But he has shown that when he's the wide receiver one for your team, he doesn't produce at a wide receiver one level. You you sound like the short I put out about him before the season started. Yeah, <laughs> where I warned people not to take him at his ADP. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember. And everybody looked smart after week one, and that was pretty much it. (laughs) I mean, if Lawrence plays, you play him just because of the target volume. You know, it could manifest into a uh, another spike week um, with him. So, holy cow, it's 7.54. Hey, you can tell time. (laughs) Yep, it's good. Let's Where's the big hand? uh, Right, let's roll. Oh, we got a comment. Oh, look who it is. Mr. Johnny come lately. Just stumbling in from the beach. Yeah, glad you had a safe return trip back to the homeland there. He needs some help. 
shoot, man. We're here for you. Always will be. Wow. Let's do let's do our aces and deuces and kind of over promise in there, Kyle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh yeah, we'll see if he comes back here. Um if anybody'd like to go first, that's cool. I don't care. I'll go. All right. My first ace is Bears quarterback Justin Fields. He's really been playing well as of late against the a Cardinals defense at home. Um, I look for him to continue that. He's really been doing well on the ground. And he and and uh and DJ Moore have really connected and and scored a ton of points. So I think he's gonna have a really good week this week. And just full disclosure, anybody listening, flip these. So Justin Fields is gonna have a terrible game based on how I do these. So <laughs> my second Three ace. Days. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, let me cut you off one second to get Blue Yay's thing in here. Um, sure. So two out of three. DK Hopkins or Jake Gubbs slash Zamir White. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, now Blue Yay's coming in with that hard-hitting shit at the end of the episode. Jacobs did not practice today. So it I mean, you got DK against the Titans pass. I would take DK because, you know, DK. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'll go. We'll we'll do. We'll do a little combo here. I I would take DK because he's going against that Titans secondary. That's their weakness. The pass um, is is where you get points um, in fantasy. So I would take DK, um, and that's why he's my ace. And Josh Jacobs didn't practice today. Hmm. That's not the most amazing matchup against Kansas City, regardless it, it of not, who and it it's is. Mo- and it's a Monday game. So right. you roll Christmas. with it. You're fuck yourself. I go DK yeah. and Hopkins. Just, well, he's got Zamir White. I, don't, I still don't like the matchup there. He's he's handcuffed himself. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I'm DK going DK and Hopkins as well. I think that game has a sneaky chance of being a little bit of a shootout. Sure. Seattle and Tennessee. That's possible. I mean, Seattle needs it. They're fighting for their playoff lives, and and you've got Will Levis trying to prove he deserves to be the starter next year, utilizing the the best weapon he's got. And I think that's why it has a chance to be a a shootout. I'm sorry, Kyle. No, you're good. Uh, I'm rooting for Tennessee because I don't want yeah. to make playoffs. <laughs> I don't want to, as a Lions fan, I don't want to meet them them at all. Um, George plays back. Needs two. Welcome back, sir. Needs two. Waddle, Alave, Cup, Standard League. Waddle's in for me. God. Yep. Damn. And now it comes down to Olave and Cup. Non PPR. So. You're looking for yards. I think the way cups, I can't believe I'm well, you're looking this. for touchdowns. Yeah, really. I can't believe I'm saying sure. this, but I think I go with cup because I think he's been hot lately and he's back as long as he's healthy. Um, he's been playing really well. Stafford and him have that rapport. I think I'm going to go cup. I know you guys are probably going to say Olave. I'm, I'm going to agree with you and take cup. Yeah, it is in a standard yeah. league. Yep. Agreed. Good luck, George. Yeah, good luck, man. Blue Yays start DK, and then I can't make that decision until Sunday. Maybe some more news uh, about Jacobs will be out by then. Yeah. I don't even, I mean, I don't even, if he's active, I still think I'm going to go the same way. 
It is rough that that's in that same game. Well, it is. That's tough. Uh, are those games all after Tinker Time? Yeah, every game on Sunday. Oh, I guess they're Saturday games. I see what you're yeah, saying. That's yeah, that's Bengals, Steelers, Bills, Chargers. So that doesn't okay, affect so. that. Yeah. Well, I'll see eleven thirty with the same question, Blue Yays. <laughs> let's, let's put a let's put a pin in it. All right, as they say. All right, continue, Mister Ramey. I finished. DK. Oh, you did. I, yeah, oh. he's my ace. We talked about DK and just that Titan secondary is the weakness of their defense. So I think Gino looks to be back this week. Um, I think that DK will will go off. Sweet. I'll go now. My uh, my first ace is, and we talked about him earlier, Bijan Robinson. Colts are allowing the fourth most points to running backs. They've given up just buckets of, of rushing yards and points to everyone not named the Steelers. He's at home. I, I think this is going to be a, a good game. So let, let's uh, let's roll with Bijan there. And then my second one is Raheem Mostert. It's a good um, one. James Cook just abused the shit out of the Cowboys, and they're vulnerable on the ground um, just due to really the, the play of their linebackers. They are not great against the run. Mostert's one of the explo- most explosive backs in the league, and, and this is a, a game where the, the uh, Dolphins are looking for a statement win. Good pick, man. Good pick. Yeah, I like um, those. Don't like the first one. My but... first ace is... <laughs> there it finally comes on the screen. Jake Browning, uh, backup QBs, averaged 23 fantasy points in three games. Uh, the Steelers aren't a slam dunk, but either were the Vikings last week either. Um, Pittsburgh's allowed the 10th most touchdowns since week 11. I just keep riding the hot hand uh, with Jake Browning. Yeah. That Another defense comment. was playing oh, well, but they seem to yes. kind of just broke because that offense is so dreadful. Yep. My second ace is Bill's running back, James Cook. Um, <laughs> ever since Joe Brady took over as, why is it not coming on the screen? Jeez, Sticks, why is there a delay? It's there. I see it. Um, yeah, now it is. Um, he scored 16 or more fantasy points in every game since Joe Brady took over. Um, the tough matchups are, are gone now against the Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys. Now he gets the Chargers. I expect a ton of production. Nice. Um, Blue Yays. Good luck this weekend, boys. He's favored in his semifinal going for a three-peat. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good, good luck, Blue that, Yays. We're in your corner, brother. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. All right. I'll go quick because I know it's it's getting we're getting late. So my first deuce is Commander's wide receiver Terry McLaurin. Um, I know he had a good game last week, but I don't look to see that continue. Sam Howell didn't play very well. Um, and they're playing the Jets this week. So that Jets defense got beat up in Miami last week. And I think they're they're gonna be looking to prove something this week. And and while I don't think that they win the game, I I well it's I don't really care who wins the game. It's it's going to be a crappy game, but I don't think Terry McLaurin does anything against uh, Sauce Gardner in that Jets defense. So this one hurts my heart, guys. My second deuce, Vikings <laughs> running back Ty Chandler. Um, 
going against Detroit's uh, run defense, I just don't think he's going to have the success that he did last week against the Bengals. Um, played really well, but I don't look forward to continue, especially from a fantasy perspective. I think Madison is still out, but he's he's trending in a better direction than he was last week. So it's possible even if Madison plays that he ends up splitting carries and that hurts his production even more. Um, I just don't think Ty Chandler is going to continue that that trend as much as I'd like to say that because I look so smart for actually getting one right last week. I Ty Chandler's my deuce. Damn. I've, I've gone for runs that have taken longer than the time you spent on the Ty Chandler uh, bandwagon there. So yeah, <laughs> that was quick. Huh. <laughs> All right. My morning deuce is giants running back Saquon Barkley. The Eagles defense has been tough against the run all year. The Giants lately, it, it, I feel like they're getting shit done with smoke and mirrors. I, I think the Eagles defense is going to look at this as a get right game. And I think Saquon Barkley is going to be the victim of that. My second deuce is Javante Williams going up against a tough run D for the second week in a row. His snaps and attempts have actually been declining over the past several no. weeks. Trend is looking down there. I'm I'm not looking for a whole lot of scoring to happen in that game. The Patriots defense has been damn tough over the it past has. month. Um, so yeah, that's my second one. Nice, cool, excellent. Uh, my first ace is Commanders QB Sam Howell. Um, if he starts, <laughs> if he starts, yeah, maybe maybe Brissett. We'll see. Um, he visits the Jets. They they rank in the top three in fewest passing yards, touchdowns, and fantasy points allowed to, to uh, QBs. And then the and then next week they face the 49ers. So it, it's time to just move on from that that fucker. Um, my second one is Browns running back um, Jerome Form. I get it. He's a he's a safe floor option. He's not top 15 points since week seven, but he's only been held to single digits twice in that span. Um, but Houston's given up the fourth fewest rushing yards on the season. Um, since week 11, they've only allowed 2.9 yards per carry to back. And they just shut down Derrick Henry last week for the first time in a long time. <laughs> so they've quietly without been a touchdown, a pretty damn good defense. Yeah. They have without a touchdown. I mean, Ford's looking at another single, single digit fantasy. Yeah. Day. D'Amico Ryan's doing a nice job down in Houston, Wish he wasn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. My lock um, surprise. It's actually moved up to three uh, within the last few minutes or hour, at least uh, Browns no minus kidding. two and a half at Texans. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not. You're going to want to jump on this now because I think it's going to continue to move. CJ Stroud is out um, with a concussion. He did not practice. He's I should say he's likely to be out again on Sunday. Um the nice thing is Nico Collins is trending in the right direction. He was a limited participant in practice today, but the problem is Noah Brown was also a limited participant in practice today. So that with uh, Case Keenum there at quarterback, I just that Browns defense is good and Flacco's been playing well. So I I don't think that the the Browns are going to go down there and win. I sorry, I don't think that they're going to win by less than three. I think they're going to go down there and win by a touchdown or so. Actually, nice, my lock. Seahawks, this is another line that moved, was two and a half. Now they're minus three at the Titans. Should have Geno Smith back this week. That Titans just entire defense has been in disarray the past couple weeks, and I think that that is a recipe for disaster with them. That trio of wide receivers is is playing pretty well. Um, 
and I really don't think anyone is going to have an answer on defense for what Seattle is going to come to town with. Yeah. They really fell apart once uh, Jeffrey Simmons got hurt. Yeah, they Titans did. Defense. So hopefully I don't get another yeah. damn push. That was a big lock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my betting lock of the week is the Bengals minus two and a half at Pittsburgh. Um, Jake Browning's been on a tear. Steelers are, you know, kind of reeling. Losers are their last three. Mason Rudolph's going to start. Pickett, I think, is out. Um, not to mention they got players kind of shying away from, you know, effort and blocking. Um, I'm not a fan. Uh, their offensive execution in Pittsburgh gives me no, you know, confidence that they can cover this. And since it's below a field goal, uh, I'm loving Cincy. Nice. Good pick. Love it. Cool. Good luck. Good luck to awesome. you guys. You. Just wait until yes. it changes to, to minus time. Right. I don't want it to. I don't want no damn push. I need wins, baby. Wins. Three and a half. That's right. Fucking A. All right. Eight oh yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. How about that? Yeah. Um appreciate everybody uh joining tonight, um, asking questions. We love that interaction, helping you guys out. Good luck in your uh matchups this week in the playoffs. We'll be back at eleven thirty on Sunday for Tinker Time, asking some more que- or answering some more of your questions. The week sixteen rankings some. are on the yeah. Uh, the week 16 rankings are on the website, stonedonsportspodcast.com. Uh, check them out. Otherwise, oh, is there a few comments here I'm missing? Nope. Enjoy the Please game. Please yep. Dubo. Excellent. Um, it's going to be a good game tonight. We'll see everybody Sunday. Thanks for joining tonight, folks. Have a great night. See you, boys. <laughs>